0: Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. Well, all right. How's everybody this morning? Everybody doing okay? You guys good? Down here on the bottom, you guys good? Up top, everybody okay? Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good week, like when it comes to like weather, which always makes things a little bit better, right? You know, things are, things are okay. Um, I got a little pink yesterday because my head's not used to uh, the sun, okay? Uh, so that, that's great. Some of you went on a, a little retreat this weekend to one night. Um, I hope that was great. Seniors, uh, just as you continue kind of the, the process of being sent out you know, from this ministry what that could look like moving forward, um, I really hope if you went on that one night retreat that that was a really, really great experience for you. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, I'm usually over here with the junior high, but today I'm with you guys, which I'm excited to uh, just be here with you guys and continue a little bit of this, this series that we're in and kind of looking through what the Bible says about our history and and kind of like what we can look forward to even in the process of like Studying and looking at in the past. I, I was a uh, I was a history major uh, in undergrad. I uh, went to ISU. Go Redbirds! Not that any of you care about that, but they are right down the road, so it's kind of cool. Uh, so I went to ISU as a history major. When I was in fifth grade, I, I remember telling my mom, "Okay, I want to do something with history, whether that is being a teacher or like." Or fifth grade, I just didn't know. Like, I just knew that there was something about this that I loved. And so so I really, like, set this path forward where it's like, okay, everything about my life, everything about, like, high school, I'm going to focus on, like, like, history classes, like political science, you know, all this social science stuff. And then even in college, like, when I went to ISU, like, I was like, okay, my path is going to be this. I was going to be a history teacher. In fifth grade, though, I did feel like I was going to be a professional basketball player. Okay, like that, that was the thing. Okay, I remember working on like my post-up moves um, in, in in the front yard. Okay, like it, it was going to happen. And sometimes dreams don't come true, kids. Okay, like sometimes you set out for your paths, your dreams, and they just don't come true. Everybody used to tell me like, hey, all you, all you got to do is just believe in it and you can be it. Well, I that didn't happen, okay? Uh, so if anybody ever tells you that, you're like, hey, if you just believe in it, it'll happen. It's like, well, I want to be a professional athlete. Uh, just just think about me. Uh, so, so, like, that didn't happen. But I was, like, on this path where I was like, okay, I'm going to be this history teacher. I'm going to be a history whatever. I want to coach football. Like, I want to do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, I started thinking about Jesus, Like, I started learning about Jesus, and I started, like, people around me started becoming Christians. I was like, okay, what what is the deal with this dude? Like, what what is the deal with him? Like, how, how can I, like, understand who he is? So I started looking at the Bible as history more than holy. Okay, so that's how my like, faith story in many ways started out, because that was my mindset. Like, okay, if I want to study something, if I want to believe in something, then I need to understand if it's, one, historically accurate, and two, how that background impacts me. Okay, that, that's what I went after and began looking at. So when I started looking at the Bible, when I started really diving into it, uh, I grew up in a home where my mom would read us the Bible every once in a while, but, but that was about it. That's about all I knew about it. So when I started looking at this and thinking about it from a perspective of, okay, how does this impact my world? How does the past impact me now in the present? And how does it impact my future? What I started seeing was this beautiful connection between the story of God. Like this beautiful picture that aligned this Old Testament, this New Testament, and today. And, and, and from that, like God really, really impacted my life and helped me to find faith and salvation through him. A lot of people say, well, you don't use your history degree right now like you're a pastor. I'm like, well, that's, that's false because so much about this is historical accurate statements. And there's so much about this that I find hope in because of all that God has done, is doing, and moving forward. So when you look at this, when I, when I would look at this, when I look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament is the first set of the Bible, then you have the New Testament. When I would look at the Old Testament, I'd start seeing all these themes and things that were happening. I'm like, how does that, what does that matter? How does that work? What is the big deal? But then I would look in the New Testament and I would see things that connected, that matched. There were like these little bitty things Connect the dot games that I was playing with myself, that I was like, okay, like this really works. But then there were these huge moments too where I'd look at the New Testament and I'd see these things. I'm like, wait a second, there's something that connects to this, to the old. And I would look at that and I think, okay, that is so important and that is so significant that these two connect, that it's not just a one off. That's not just a one moment that happened in history, that God had a purpose and a point for what he was doing when this happened. We've been going, you know, in the series called Passover, a pretty simple you know, title, pretty simple focus. But really what the main thing is about all of this is when you look at this, when you look at the Passover story, the historical piece of the Passover connects to the New Testament. And it connects to what Jesus did on the cross. And it connects to our lives today. So so when you hear about, like, all of this stuff that we're looking at when it comes to Exodus and Leviticus, listen up, it all matters. It all matters. There's this children's book in the bookstore. If you would go over to the bookstore down the hallway, okay, uh, I can't throw out a discount to you guys today. That's not what I'm here for to do. But if you would pick up this children's book, there's this children's book that my kids got, and we sell it today. And you look through it, and it says, every page whispers his name. talking about Jesus. Listen, students, I need you to know something as we start off. Every page whispers the name of Jesus throughout the scriptures. So you might look at the Old Testament, you might hear about something we talk about today, and you're just like, how is this a purpose? How does this matter? I want you to know today that everything matters when it comes to this. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful picture. And I want you to know as you go through this story and when you go through this series of the Passover, everything that Zach or I talk about whispers the name of Jesus. And if you lean in close enough, it won't just be a whisper. It'll be a loud calling to what Jesus is doing in our lives today in 2021. So, so I just want you to know that. I want you to think about that because we're talking about blood and bread this morning. <laughs> that sounds fun, doesn't it? But every story whispers the name of Jesus. So what a weird combo that is. What a thing to focus on. But I do want to talk about so much of what blood looks like in our lives today. Because blood, I don't know about you, but I, I don't do well with blood. I'm just going to, like, confess. Can we have a confession moment this morning? Um, like, I, I do not do well with blood. Okay, now, if I, like, cut myself, you know, like, if I was to, like, walk around and somebody, like, sliced my arm open, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. But, but I would probably look at it and be like, oh, man, that's something. You know, like, I'd probably respond that way. Like, I wouldn't necessarily freak out, you know. Like, somebody would probably come along and be like, oh, just put some essential oils on it. No, wait, wait, no, what? Thank you, essential oil lady. That's not what I need right now. I probably need to go to the hospital. Okay, but, but if it's my blood, you know, if I, like, cut myself or, you know, I have this, like, really bad problem where I bite my nails. Do we have any nail biters? Here, thank you, (laughs) Lindsay. thank you. Um, I bite my nails, and sometimes they they bleed a little bit, not gross. That's gross, right? Um, It happens, and I've been telling myself it's gross for a long time, but it doesn't stop me from doing it. But if it was me, or like one of my kids, like yesterday, like I looked out my window, and I saw my son just standing really high on a really like thin piece of wood, you know, I'm like, man, if he falls, he breaks his neck. He'll, he'll be fine. You know, like, so, so but if, if, he, if he does this, you know, like, if he cuts himself or he's bleeding, I'm just like, all right, buddy, you'll be fine. Just rub some dirt on it. You'll be good. But, like, there are these moments, though, where I don't do well with it. Like, if somebody's doing something to me where I'm like, if I have to give blood, I'm going to pass out. I don't know if you're that way, okay? But I, I don't say I'm going to pass out. What I mean by that is I have passed out. Okay, like they have taken my blood, a very kind, nice nurse that had no intention to harm me, I'm sure, drew blood, I get up, I'm fine, I look over, I'm done. Okay, that's just how it works. So I go into the hospital now, or I go into my doctor to give blood, and I'm just like, hey, I just want you to know something about me real quick. I'm going to pass out. And they'll be like, oh, really? I was like, yes. So if you could just give me, like, one of those little apple juices, okay? Maybe just let me lay down and then just tell me your life story so I don't have to look at my blood being drawn, then we'll be great. And, and sometimes I get, like, really extroverted nurses, and they're really cool with that. But sometimes they're just like, just, no, you're fine. You're fine. But, but So the thing about it is, like, there are some moments where I'm really good with blood, but some moments I'm really bad. And I don't know like, how you feel about blood, but, but there are moments where we can kind of freak out, but it's also weird because we can freak out about blood, but then again we can go and we can watch horror movies, or we can watch war movies, or we can play Call of Duty, and there's just blood everywhere, and we're just like, yeah! That's awesome. It's like, this is cool. Like, look at this. Did you see that? Like, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I know it's been like, it's not been popular for like 10 years, but I'll still watch it, you know? And like, they're like, gross. I can't, I can't stand to look at blood, but I can watch that like every Sunday night on AMC, you know? It's like a really weird thing where, where it's almost like internally, like we internalize what's real and fake when it comes to our response to blood. It, like, we can figure out when it comes to this, like, we can realize what matters and what doesn't matter when it comes to that. Okay, enough of me talking. Like, just, we're going to be in Exodus 12 today. Okay, so if you want to open up your Bible and look at Exodus 12, it's, it's one of those things where we've been going through the Passover. We're going to keep looking at this. If you don't have a Bible this morning, come and find me. Go find Zach. Go find an adult. Go find somebody that looks like they know what's going on. Somebody will be able to help you find a Bible this morning. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, this is a really good time for you to switch over to the Bible app as you go. Like we're going to be diving into this, Uh, setting this up last week. Looked at Zach looked at the Passover and how it was established. God gave Moses and Aaron some, some clear instructions on how the ceremony needed to be instituted as a nation. Like, like this, it involved a lamb, it involved sacrifice, it involved these little pieces of, of, of a story that were coming together. So, so last week you guys were, were about to do this and, and they were about to be free. Like the Hebrews, they'd been slaves for 400 years. And, and this night was set up because they were about to become free. And we get to verse 7 of where we left off last week, and we're going to be looking at verse 7 through 13 today, so if you want to to follow along with me real quick, we we can look at this. They are to take some blood and smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over a fire. Do not let any of it until the next morning burn whatever is not eaten uh, before morning. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12, on that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord, but the blood on your doorposts will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This is a plague of death, will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt." So, so last week, a lamb was sacrificed. It needed to be a young lamb with no blemish. This week, they're instructed to take the blood of the lamb and put it over their homes. And then they were addressed to, to be very specific in their dress and their meal. This was the act of a Passover. God was about to send a final blow to the Egyptians. He said that. Like This this is like the war that God was having where he was going to defeat all of the gods of Egypt. He was going to make a statement in this moment that he is the Lord, he is powerful, he is strong, he is the Lord over death, the Lord over life, and everything that they did in rebellion of him was about to come to a reckoning. Everything that was about to happen was about to happen for his glory. The firstborn of anyone that was not marked by blood— would die that night. God gave the Hebrews a way out, though. He said, I'll, "I'll pass over you if you do this. If you take the blood of the lamb and smear it on your doorposts, th- then I'll pass over your home, and you'll be good to go." Hebrews nine nineteen tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. How does this connect to us? Like when we look at this story, when we look at this th- this this moment, like how does that connect? If every, if every page, if every word whispers the name of Jesus, how does that matter? Jesus of Nazareth was arrested for the crimes that he had no merit of guilt. He was arrested because a lot of people didn't like him. Didn't like what he was saying, didn't like what he was doing. So, so they put him on the trial. He was whipped, he was beaten, he was put on the cross by professional killers. And his blood poured out. His blood poured out. So, so that we can have a path to freedom so that we can have a way out of eternal death that will pass over us because we were marked by the blood of Jesus, marked by the blood of Jesus. This Passover moment was a picture of something that was happening in the moment to the Hebrews and to the people of Egypt, but it's also an act that was shown again at the cross and is shown again every day for the grace that's been given to our lives. We can't lose sight of that. If you get anything out of today, you can't lose sight of the fact that what happened then mattered at the cross and it matters to us today when it comes to our eternity. It matters. We can't lose sight of that because this was an important moment for the Hebrews and the generations that follow but for us, this was the primer for something that Jesus would do on the cross offering us a Passover from the great lamb. That's what we see here. Now, now in the midst of this, which is something else that's so important, there's a meal that happens. I don't know if you see that. Like, you see that like he gives instructions on how not just to to sacrifice the lamb, to, to take the blood, but also how to eat the lamb and have a memory and a moment of what was going on, a meal that set up what was going to happen, a meal that would set up a meal that would be used for remembering that night. And we see that with Jesus. Jesus had a meal with his disciples the night that he was arrested to remember the Passover meal. A meal that today, like we remember. Like communion is set up as a remembrance of what Jesus did. As a remembrance of the body that was broken for him. As a remembrance of the blood that was poured out for our sins. He poured his blood out to erase our sins. The Lamb of God in our place, and we remember that through a meal, just like, just like they did. You get to this other picture that I love. Um, when, when we were talking about this this week, Zach brought this up, and I just thought, man, what a what a powerful symbol that we see in verse eleven. If you want to look at this with me, it says in verse eleven: these are the instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed. Now you might see that and you're just like, well, of course. Like that would be weird if they were just all sitting around like that. But no, look, he says, "Be fully dressed, like they are ready for something." He says, "Wear your sandals and carry your walking stick and eat quickly." He says, "Eat with urgency, because tomorrow's coming, Because freedom is coming, and not just that, but you need to be prepared and dressed and ready for a journey. And that journey is freedom. So, so, so put on all the clothes that you need to put on for a journey. Put on the right shoes for the journey. Like, be ready for what's going to happen to the point where you need to have your walking stick in hand. Ready to go. Ready to march towards the freedom that's coming. I wonder what was really going through their minds when Moses and Aaron was saying this to them. Wait a second. Hold on. You mean that I need to be ready for a journey. Yeah, yeah, because we're leaving. 400 years of slavery, and in that moment, they're about to find freedom. Freedom because of the blood of the lamb that was shed and marked them from the angel of death. Mark them as somebody who was okay in the eyes of the Lord to be moved on from. Now, none of us have been in slavery for 400 years. I understand that. You know, get that. But I believe that there are some in here that can say they're in bondage. Some kind of bondage, some kind of slavery, bondage of sin, bondage of rebellion, rejection of the Lord. You may even be able to say today that you feel like you've been marked by the blood of Jesus, that you're a follower of Jesus. Like, like, you're excited about what Jesus is doing. But instead of preparing yourself for full freedom, you're okay just eating, sitting around, watching Netflix. Right? Like, instead of, like, like, God say, hey, I need you to be ready for freedom work. I need you to be ready for freedom, like, to live in freedom. Like, be fully dressed. Grab your walking stick. Put your shoes on. It's time to go. Let's go. Instead of doing that, you're just kind of like, well, I'm just going to church. You know, I'm just doing the deal. And God is like, no, 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 I have so much more for you in freedom. Christ has freed you by the blood poured out on the cross. Christian, you, you are free today. You are free today. And we should act like it. How beautiful is the blood that flowed, poured out all over us so that we may have freedom. This morning, if you're not that, though, if you're like, yeah, you know, what? I don't, I don't follow, I don't focus on Jesus I don't this, I don't that. You don't live with marked lives. And so many of you are still back in Egypt. Like, you're living in Egypt when all the free people are getting out. And you're just looking around. You're just like, wait a second. Like, why are all these free people living like they're free? And you might be, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing the deal. I'm just moving through life. You can catch up to those free people. Like, you can You can catch up to them. You can understand what the blood did for you this morning. You can move forward in freedom. The only thing that separated the Hebrews from the Egyptians was the blood. That's it. The only thing that separated the Hebrews from the Egyptians that night, life and death, was blood. That was the only thing that saved them. The only reason some lived, the only reason some died was because of the blood. The only thing that separates you from an eternity with God, and eternity in hell, is the blood. That's it. The blood of Jesus in this place, online, every one of us right now, we're all sinners. Can We just say there are a lot of hypocrites in this room. I am the biggest of all. Okay? Like, like there, there are a lot of sinners in this room today. The only thing that separates us is the blood. The grace of Jesus. Grace by grace by grace, has been given to all of us. And the marking of the blood on those lives of those who follow Jesus that know His power of His salvation and the true power of grace are the ones that can honestly, like I'm free. I'm free this morning. Like, I I live in freedom this morning. But some of us are still in Egypt this morning. And free people are moving on. And the only way to move with them is to commit your lives to Jesus and say, Okay, I I, I need that blood. Like, I need to be free this morning. I need the commitment to follow Jesus, to to move forward in my life, to understand the power of his, his salvation, to understand that it's not about my works, it's not about the things that I could do, because even though I do what I do, I can still be a sinful person. The only thing that I can do is to allow Jesus to do what he did. And what he did for us is pour his life out. For us, rose from the dead on the third day and offers us hope for eternity and eternal life and life to the fullest here on earth right now. Everything that we do, students, everything that we can do is wrapped around the idea are we marked? Are we marked by the blood? Are we marked by the blood? So, something to think about with that. I said earlier that, that you can tell how we respond to real blood or fake blood. You know, this is an innate feeling inside of us that guides a response for how we're going to respond to things. And, and when you look at this, like, what we're talking about today is not just this function of re- religious religiosity. You know this, this function of religion, this function of this thing that we might be able to do, this, this practice, this Passover that was just a practice that happened a long time ago, Like that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is how something a long time ago impacted something that happened a long time ago that impacts what we do every day. And what we do every day is we respond to the blood and the body that was broken of Jesus. And we respond to the hope in Jesus that we have. Jesus... He was a man. He was sinless, no blemishes, just like the lamb, pure, holy. But he died in place in order to fulfill the prophecy in the scriptures. That's what he did. And he died in, died in our place because we all need that. In order to fulfill what needed to happen, Jesus needed to die. In order to find something that lives, something needs to die. In order for us today to have eternal life, we needed Jesus. But for, for us to respond to that, we need to put on our clothes, we need to put on our shoes, we need to grab our walking sticks, and we need to walk into freedom. This is the blood, the blood that was shed for us, the blood that marks us, sets us up to free us from the slavery of sin that so many of us have found bondage to. And so many of us need freedom from. Let me, let me pray for us. God, you <laughs> put something in practice thousands and thousands of years ago. It gave us an image of something that was um, unique, weird in a way. Like we look at it and we're just like, man, what does the Passover have to do with anything? And then Jesus comes. And then Jesus lives this life. He's called the Lamb of God. He, he's, he's a picture of this Lamb, this, this uh, sinless, this, no blemishes, no, 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 no anything wrong with him. But yet he's, he's arrested, he's beaten, he's put on a cross, his blood is poured out. And we, we get offered salvation because of Jesus. Like an eternity of, of, of death passing over us. Like seeing that we are marked by the blood passing over us. And Father, I, I I'm grateful for the blood. I don't, I don't like talking about blood. I don't like thinking about blood. I don't. Like as a as a person I like God, this morning, I'm so grateful for your blood. I'm so grateful for knowing that I have a hope and a salvation and what you did on the cross. That there are students in this place today that need to know what you did on the cross. God, you, you shed your life for us. So God, help us as we, as we move forward in freedom. Help us to, to, to put the clothes on, to put the sandals on, to grab our walking sticks, and move forward in freedom from bondage this morning. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview students high school service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.